0: and welcome to our Week 5 edition of Cliss's Mic Drop. Boy, what a week it's been. The COVID has reared its ugly head once again in the NFL. Uh, I think more so now than the uh, challenge of when they came into training camp. It seemed like everyone was following the protocols when they were basically sequestered uh, 16 hours a day in their respective training camps. Now that everybody's out and about, you have teams like uh, Tennessee, which has more than 20, well more than 20 people testing positive. You have the uh, Los Angeles, uh, uh, not the Los Angeles, Las Vegas Raiders have a charity event. No one's wearing masks. You have the New England Patriots where Cam Newton and Stefan uh, Gilmore uh, go out to dinner on Friday night and they both wind up with uh, COVID. Uh, the Broncos, by the way, for this upcoming game, which is scheduled for Sunday in New England. The NFL is supposed to be making uh, its announcement either later today or tomorrow on whether to go proceed with that game on Sunday. The Broncos think it's going to be played on Sunday. Um, But uh, what's interesting about that is the Broncos uh, believe they're playing against Cam Newton, not Stephon Gilmore but they do believe they're playing against Cam Newton. I think you can always adjust, going from not, uh, you know, preparing for Cam and then adjusting to Hoyer and Stidham rather than uh, preparing for Hoyer and Stidham and going toward Cam. Cam a much tougher uh, scout, a much tougher uh, game plan uh, because of his ability with that read option. There's so much more available. Uh, Plus he can zing the ball around, so hard to bring down. Um, Really, I think if Cam plays, the Patriots should win. If he doesn't play, I think the Broncos should win. Here's why. The Broncos practiced this week and the Patriots didn't. The Broncos played last Thursday night against the Jets. They had all that time to heal up their bodies. The Patriots had to adjust and play Monday night in Kansas City. They they fly in that day and play the Chiefs and come back and don't practice this week. So I think uh, the Broncos have every advantage of uh of playing this game i also think they have the better backup quarterback i like brett ripon better than brian hoyer and jared stidham uh, they didn't look very good coming in in relief against the kansas city chiefs but we'll see the patriots still have belichick i'm sure and they have home field advantage but even that is mitigated by the fact that uh uh th- there's no fans uh in the stands or at least a, a very small number so um That's mitigated a little bit, the home field. Still, the Broncos have to travel Saturday. And it has been a distraction for the Broncos. You know, talking to all the Broncos on Zoom, uh, they're fine with traveling. Uh, They believe the protocols and the union and the league are going to keep them safe. But still, it's been a conversation topic in the locker room. Brandon McManus answered a lot of questions. He's the Broncos' rep. So... uh, Very strange week in the NFL, strange week for the Denver Broncos. Even some question with the Broncos, by the way, on whether Drew Locke will play quarterback. Watching him in practice Wednesday and Thursday, Drew Locke could play. I'm telling you right now, he could play. If this were a playoff game, Drew Locke would play. I'm not sure he should. In fact, I don't think he should. Um, I think he should rest that shoulder. One hit, one fall, awkward fall, and he's out what, the rest of the season may be aggravating that shoulder. So treat him like the franchise quarterback. It's uh, going to be a, a tough out. The Patriots are a tough out in New England anyway. Uh, I think they can win with Brett Rippin or or lose with Drew Locke. So, uh, I you know, I think they can uh, either way. I think they should go with Rippin this week. Uh, let uh, Drew Locke get his reps in, get his practice in this week, get comfortable, and then play next week against – the Miami Dolphins at Empower Field at Mile High, which will be played before 5,700 fans. Uh, today, uh, we had a, a, a conversation uh, recently with Mike Purcell, the Highlands Ranch uh, raised defensive lineman, who got his, uh, uh, a big contract extension this week. And it comes at a time when he's been missing practice because of a knee injury. I tell you what, I've never, I've never heard of a case of a guy getting a contract extension especially a, a guy who beat all the odds you usually don't give extensions to journeymen like uh Mike Purcell great story but still he guys like him usually don't get extensions number 1 and number 2 you don't get him uh, in a week that he might not play because of a knee injury i assume the broncos believe he's going to play um this sunday at new england otherwise they would have put that contract extension on hold so uh had a talk with Mike, he was rushed, it was in between practices, eating, walkthrough, all that kind of stuff, but he still gave us uh, a couple nice minutes, and uh, I hope you enjoy the conversation with Mike Purcell, the Highlands ranged, uh raised defensive tackle for the Denver Broncos, and then we'll talk more about New England and the Broncos on the other side here in week five of Cliss's Mic Drop. Well, this is the first time I've had financial security. Am I right about that? Yep, that's right. How has uh, life changed the last? Kids, friends, brothers, extended family. Uh, have you already had to say no?
1: No, spirits are up, but uh, you know nothing's really changed. Just gonna continue to go to my work about my work the same way I usually do.
0: Did, did you think it means more that it came from the Broncos had he had a contract with the 49ers would have been just as good, or does it mean a little bit knowing that you grew up in Highlands Ranch and this is your local team?
1: It definitely means a lot you know to say that I'm home and you know means more than one way you know being home on a team and being a little more secure and, as well as my hometown you know it feels great and it's exciting. I'm just excited to be here.
0: You grew up or you were born in Highlands Ranch. Were you around here still when they uh, won their Super Bowls in 97, 98? And do you remember them?
1: I remember a little bit about them. I was actually born and raised in Denver uh, about 10 minutes down the road from uh, Mile High Stadium, the old Mile High Stadium. And uh, we moved out this way in uh, sixth grade, finished my school out here, graduated from Highlands Ranch. But uh, I remember a little bit, um, but uh, not a whole lot. But... Definitely was a Broncos fan growing up.
0: Who, who, did you have a favorite player or anybody you really liked as a
1: kid? Um, you know, there was a, quite a few players. You know, obviously John Elway uh, was one of them. And then, I, yeah, I go on defensive side. At that time I was, you know, a little smaller. So a little more skilled positions, linebacker. So Al Wilson was definitely one, John Lynch. Um, and then if I go on defensive line, Montana Vasa uh, was definitely another, so.
0: It's good you said Elway. Probably a good answer there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So you're cut. It's been well chronicled here this week. You were cut 10 times by six teams. Uh, what was the lowest point? Where did you think you were at a dead end?
1: Um, you know, kind of multiple times. You know, my journey, you know, journeys of a lot of undrafted free agents, you know, it might be you might be cut 10 times before you actually find a home. Uh, I was actually kind of in San Francisco for four years before I really experienced the whole thing of the whole league, traveling from team to team. That's the year I went from five different teams in one year. Um, So that whole year then was pretty rough, and then the year after that, just uh, being cut by Kansas City, you know, after training camp, and I was a free agent the whole year. You know, I never knew if I'd get another shot or not. Uh, I was still working out, but that's when the opportunity with the AAF came about, and you know, I just, I wasn't done playing football. You know, this is what I love to do, and it took that opportunity, and it's blessed Coach me so Andrea far. Coach you
0: said you're, you're not practicing again today, uh, Mike. You're playing, right? You can't sign a contract extension and then not play that week's game. Yeah,
1: <laughs> We'll see. We'll see you come Sunday, but uh, just getting my body right and make sure I can uh, come around and help this team win. Uh,
0: how about, how much COVID concern do you have? Did you have any coming into this season? Did you consider opting out at all? And uh, is it a big conversation topic in the locker room this week, especially with everything going on with Tennessee, a little, little bit with the Raiders and now the, the Patriots who you play?
1: Uh, I never really had thoughts of uh, opting out. You know, obviously the thought of COVID was on my mind uh, as well as I think with everybody. But uh, this week, you know, with things going on in the league, Coach said it this morning in our team meeting, we just got to be able to focus now. there's a lot of outside noise right now with that. But, uh, you know, our number one goal is to beat the team that we play this week. Um, But, you know, we're doing everything as we can as a team to follow these protocols and make sure that we can continue to play football.
0: Well, Mike, thanks a lot for spending some time with us here today. I know you're on a tight schedule. Uh, Get healthy and stay healthy.
1: Appreciate it. Thank you.
0: that I had uh, this week with Mike Purcell, uh, nose tackle for the Denver Broncos in his second year. He owes a lot to uh, Vic Fangio, I'll tell you that. Here's a kid, uh, he wound up at Wyoming, he was second team All-State in 2008 with Highlands Ranch. He goes to Wyoming, he plays four years there, and then he's undrafted coming out of uh, Wyoming. And he signs with the 49ers, he plays three or four years with Fangio, he's cut three or four times, with the with the uh, 49ers and then he moves on and he's with five teams he's picked up off waivers in 2017 by the Rams in 2018 uh, I believe might have a, a year but he's with uh, he's with the Chiefs he's with the Bears he's with five teams in all a lot of practice squads uh, during that time and uh, then he went he goes to the uh, AAF, Uh, the American Alliance of Football League, which uh, lasted two months and then folded. He goes with Salt Lake City. And then he gets, uh, his last game was the end of March, and three, four weeks later, right after the draft, or right before the draft, uh, Elway signs him, uh, with a lot of influence from Vic Fangio, I'm sure. He's stuck, he didn't play the uh, first four games for the Broncos last year, started playing week five. And that's when the Broncos turned their defense around. Remember, they got stampeded by Leonard Fournette and Jacksonville in Week Four. 190 yards rushing by Fournette in the second half alone against the Broncos. The next week, they put on, they put in uh, Purcell. They move Shelby Harris, who's too small for a nose tackle. They put him out to defensive end. Purcell goes in the middle. Alexander Johnson replaces Corey Nelson at an inside linebacker spot, and it's all the difference in the world, the Broncos' defense. They go from the worst to six best in uh, average yard per carry here in the 16 games since they uh, made that move. How about the Titans, huh? Uh, doesn't look good for them playing against the Bills this week. Um, the other thing I want to take away from that Jet game that I, I wonder if uh, Fangio will continue to do the rest of the season, and that is he really dialed up the blitz against the Jets. And... Uh, he had no pass rush in the first quarter, and that's when he decided to uh, dial up the blitz. And what happened was Josie Jewell got there on the quarterback twice, and it also seemed to free up the guys on the edges. You saw Bradley Chubb get two and a half sacks. Uh, Shelby Harris got a sack. Uh, so uh, I think the, you know, the more uh, pass rushers you bring, uh, the more you outnumber the offensive linemen, uh, the better chance of uh, Bradley Chubb only having to beat uh, uh, one blocker versus uh, one and a half, you know, one with the chip. So uh, I think as long as, you know, they keeps those cornerbacks back, plays off man or or zone. Bryce Callahan, I tell you what, he is a heck of a player. He's played very well the first four games. They seem to have covered up Ojemudia. The Jets didn't go after him. I think that's a credit to him. I think it's a credit to the Fangio scheme and the system, protecting him by rolling a safety over and also having him play off. Uh, This week, there were a ton of players off on the side trying to rehab their injuries, and A.J. Boye was one of them. Um, He won't play this week, he won't come off IR, but uh, maybe next week against the Miami Dolphins uh, or maybe the week after, against the Kansas City Chiefs. So uh, that's it for Cliss's Mic Drop. We hope again that you enjoyed our conversation with Mike Purcell, thanks to the local product who now has financial security for the first time in his life after signing a uh, three-year contract extension with the Broncos earlier this week, $6.8 million guaranteed. What it basically amounts to is he gets a signing bonus and gets some cash in his pocket this year, millions in cash. And then uh, next year, his salary will be guaranteed. So it's pr- probably, in 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 all reality, a one-year extension with when, with the guarantees, but still it pads his pocketbook quite a bit. And a nice story for a guy who's been cut ten times by six teams. So big one this week against the New England Patriots. The Broncos win. All of a sudden, uh, the mood changes around here about their football team and their their hopes for getting – one of those wild-card spots, uh, they can't catch the Chiefs, let's face it. Uh, the Broncos are 0-4, the Chiefs are 4-0. They are done in the AFC West, but they can get a wild-card spot, 9-7, um, 8-8. Eight eight. Maybe 8-8 eight eight gets in the, in the in the playoffs this year. So the Broncos are within reach there. I still think it's, it's, it's looking like with all the injuries, a six-win team. But, um, you know, maybe everybody else falls apart too with COVID. You know, uh, a lot of infections might start spreading around the league. If the Broncos can stay away from the virus, they might have a chance to actually outman their opponents for a change here as they start moving into the final three quarters of the season. But thanks for listening in on uh, Cliss's Mic Drop. We'll do this again next week as the Broncos play the Miami Dolphins at Empower Field at Mile High for a week six games. Thanks a lot, everybody.